SCIFs, Sensitive Compartmented Information Facilities, weren't supposed to have windows, but his did. Dugout loved to stare out at the Potomac and the jumble of trees on Roosevelt Island. Usually, there were rowers on the water on Sunday afternoons, but not today. Sunday afternoons were a great time to work. No one else was in the building, except for the guys in the little room that passed as an operations center, and they were probably watching football. It was even more pleasant for Dugout to work when Sunday was like today, rainy. It was not a cold or windy rainy, just steady, and it darkened the sky. A good day to be inside, with hot Earl Grey tea in a mug, sweetened by honey he had bought at the farmer's market. Dugout blamed the dark sky for his sleeping in, but it may also have had something to do with the fact that he had played the last set before closing at Twins on U Street. Hadn't gotten home until after three. The jazz kept him sane, he told himself, playing the tenor sax oiled his neural pathways. He wondered how Mrs. Renfro's neural pathways had been doing since he had left her yesterday. Mrs. Renfro was what Douglas Carter III, dugout to his friends, called the cludged-together cluster of servers that ran his modified Minerva software. He had named it after the ever-helpful woman at the Belmont Public Library who had assisted him in finding Curious George books when he was in kindergarten, and obscure volumes and articles on mathematics when he was in high school. Minerva, the software package that ran on the computer cluster, was a big data analytics package he had gotten his old boss to buy from a Silicon Valley startup. Doug had modified it significantly, made it a kick-ass machine learning program able to plow through the exabytes and zettabytes of data he could access, legally and otherwise. Saturday afternoon, he had set Minerva looking through the last two years of international interbank transfers for any unusual patterns involving non-institutional players, individuals. NSA had gladly given him access to the data. His goal was to find pseudonyms of people who were actually Mexican government officials with overseas accounts, which had been the recipients of large deposits from suspect senders. Winston Burrell, the national security advisor, had in mind giving a list of miscreants to the new Mexican president who was going to visit the White House in two weeks. Dugout, with his long hair, looked a little like the typical image of Jesus, but with glasses— He had been recruited to Peg from DARPA, the Pentagon's creative geek hive. Raymond Bowman, Peg's first director, had promised Dugout all the toys he wanted, the chance to work on things that matter, and most importantly, a work schedule of his own making. Dugout hated the nine-to-five mentality and seldom showed up before ten in the morning or left work prior to midnight. For almost five years now, it had been a perfect home for Dugout, an eclectic band of geniuses with an all-access pass to the treasure trove of data gathered by U.S. intelligence and a sub-rosa virtual pathway for their analyses to get to the West Wing. Then, last year, Ray Bowman had left, gone on indefinite leave of absence. As peg director, Ray was supposed to be a desk jockey, but Winston Burrell had asked him to save the U.S. drone program from its critics, foreign and domestic. In the process, Bowman had been forced to go operational, become a field guy, 
and stop a major terrorist attack in the United States. In the end, he had stopped the attacks, but also had dealt up close with a lot of deaths, including some people very dear to him. After that, Bowman had checked out, disappeared, and left dugout to catch some of the balls the National Security Advisor had sent bouncing off the left field wall. Dugout tapped his keyboard to uncover the results of his search. He was surprised at how many people around the world had gotten several deposits into their personal accounts, each of $10 million or more. He then asked the program to list those who in one month got sums totaling $100 million, and then in $100 million increments up to $1 billion. Then he asked the software to sort the people into groups with similarities of some sort. What popped up?